1: Hey! Zero, Season 2, Episode 26 starts now. Welcome to the program, MCU news galore. You know how we like to do We have a special guest today. I'm your host, Brandon Davis, joined today by Jenna Anderson. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. We got Jamie Dirac. <laughs> good morning! Woo, look at Jamie Dirac. feeling good. We love to see it. Welcome back to the program. Thank you. That's it, we dance right there. <laughs> here.
2: Happy Love and Thunder Eve for all who celebrate.
1: Let's go. Or if you're Layla, uh, happy to live another day, right? Because uh-huh. the rest of the world gets, it, gets it a day early because everybody's better than us. And honestly, sometimes <laughs> I think that's good. um Anyway, welcome to the show. We have, uh, we have a very special guest on Phase Zero today. I'm very excited to announce that we're going to celebrate the release of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It's now streaming on Disney+. Plus. It's hitting Blu-ray and 4K on July 26th. And to get ready for that so you can watch it in all its HD glory and really, really Analyze this person's work really in HD form. I bet that's not nerve-wracking in any way. We have the costume designer Graham churchyard here on Phase zero Graham, welcome to Phase zero hey. Thanks for joining us.
3: Great. Hi. How you How you doing? I'm
1: I'm great. It's a it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I'm a big fan of your work. You also worked on Guardians of the Galaxy, which I think is fun to note. Uh, two movies that uh, I did not get to visit the sets of. Jim Biscardi stole the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy set me back in the day, uh, and Doctor Strange happened. Uh, nowadays so it wasn't doors weren't even opened but uh, i got to see the costumes in person at the premiere which was incredible so i want to start with a compliment of your work really brilliant work you did on dr strange and thank you for joining us to talk about it
3: absolutely yeah no absolute pleasure
1: so jenna i'm actually going to let you start us off here with uh with, with the interview here
4: Awesome. So uh, the new Dr. Strange costume, like the main costume you wear throughout the movie is just so good and so comic accurate. I'm curious what your influences were. And so how many of those costumes existed? Cause I'm assuming you would need a lot.
3: Uh, you mean the main 616 yes. with his, yes. with his sentinel cloak? Yeah. Um, well, that was a revisit because for some reason he took, as Master of Mystic Arts, he didn't get an upgrade for his costume. Um, it, as you all know, I'm talking to people like you don't know, but <laughs> um, basically um, he wore the same costume in uh, Endgame as he did in Doctor Strange. So after like five appearances, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, and then uh, with some crazy COVID rescheduling, with Spider-Man 3 not happening when it did he ended up wearing the same disciple costume in that movie as well so he was he was ready ready for an upgrade and the studio wanted it um Kevin particularly wanted us to maybe go a bit further but we we found a balance that that here's the thing the the cloak it kind of only sits in one place this asymmetric amazing bit of uh, fabric engineering and um i know everyone would have liked it to have been sort of further back from the body because in the comic world you can redraw it however you you want but when it's a real thing it has to kind of sit where it sits so uh what i'm saying is that in upgrading the strange costume we we did go back to the uh, the 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 comics and the studio and uh, all the guys at uh, Viz Derby and Joiner and Ryan minerding they wanted us to uh, introduce and amplify the costume so we got we got brighter we got bigger on the the T symbol and we made that kind of pop a lot more and um, you get to see it a lot because you know there's big sequences in the movie where cloak is is not there so you do just get to see the whole thing and its beauty and it's so detailed it's incredibly detailed um i can't even tell you how many hours it takes to 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 make one of those but um uh now it's um you know seeing them in real life i mean i went to the premiere and it was amazing to see everything on the on the stands there at the El Capitan and all of those kind of Mm. places, but um, yeah, just to make full use out of the IMAX and the 4K Blu-ray that's coming out is going to be something else, close to a cinematic experience. But hey, I I just kind of stand behind it all, and and it's got so much detail, it will, it will not, um, it will live up to all that 4K resolution and scrutiny.
1: I, I think I think it will withstand the test of 4K. Having seen them, it, it does look <laughs> fantastic. Uh, you you imagine yeah. the Spider Man, the or that he was in Spider Man before. This and originally this was supposed to release before Spider Man. And I, like, I, when like the team started to come together when you joined the project, but. Did shifting it around and stuff like that, or like, I know there was a lot of reshoots that, that late in very late in the production, like how much of those changes like affected your work on the costumes? Like, did it make it more uh, difficult to give you chances to make new costumes or look at Spider-Man and say, Hey, we want to work with the team that John Watts has and make sure we're collaborating there. Like how did that, yeah. how did that all work?
3: Well, I know Tom Holland from far from home, because basically I've worked on six Marvel productions that are all based out of the UK from Captain America: First Avenger, and then in 2018, met Tom Holland and remade all of his homecoming suits and the new costumes, the stealth costume, and what we called the Bosco suit because that was the code name for the for the movie and um, and the Mysterio costume. So those were all made in house at Leavesden Studios, and um, we uh, yeah we were into Doctor Strange. We were already shooting, and it was just like yeah. Tom Holland's coming next week. Yeah. They're all, they're all coming <laughs> over. They're all kind like he, not next week, the week after. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming. It's like they're going to do this scene in the sanctum with Spider-Man visiting Dr. Strange and everything. I don't know how it flipped, but it was to do with uh, many things, which um, I can't really tell you about because I don't know. It
1: worked out pretty well. well. <laughs>
5: So I, I have a question for you, and it is about uh, Wanda's costume. At the premiere, I made Brandon yeah. take a whole photo shoot of me in front of that costume because it's my favorite. <laughs> and so oh, what are the challenges yes, of creating a costume that kind of says this character is both a hero and a villain?
3: Yeah, well, out of WandaVision, because um, we had a little... Lizzie did her first bit of shooting in LA in March of 2020, and then the whole world shut down. And then we had like five months on Zoom to sort of, hey guys, what are we going to do about this? And the rewrite. So essentially, all the crew were working remotely until not five months, but until kind of end of July. And so, what about if we do this? What about if we? And so, all these new script pages would, would come out um, because of many things to do with COVID and. Uh, and also dramatically, you know. Um, so we kind of felt that we had to move the Wanda costume on. This was something that really came directly from Sam with her kind of beautiful jewel like costume with its cold shoulder look and somewhat um, sort of corseted. But I-, I just wanted to give Lizzie more freedom and the The big thing that came into the mix was the dark hold um having such a influence on her mm-hmm. and the rest of the movie so it's like the whole i mean that, to me it was just like well the whole her and the whole costume has taken the brunt of the cons- corruption from the dark hold and so it was just to create something that was deteriorated so we had fabulous printers and dyers and three d modelers and costume makers um and You know, we just did different things like make the skirt more fluid because, you know, in WandaVision, you barely saw her. And then in Doctor Strange, she was just flying around Camatage the whole time. So I didn't want um, Yannick Sirs and Cindy to be responsible always for the the skirt moving. So we created all of those things, you know, for real. Um, And uh, uh, Lizzie loved pretty much all aspects of it.
1: Do you find that actor, like does Elizabeth Olsen um, or Benedict Cumberbatch or anybody get involved and kind of give you input on things they'd like to see Do the actors ever say, hey, I'd love to tweak this or have this feature on a costume?
3: Well, the, the, the key to a su- successful costume is, is as many fittings as you can get because it's a bit like you put something on and people are sort of, hey, this is great. And they go home and they go and open their refrigerator and go, hang on, I think that was too big on the shoulder. And they come back and do another fitting and say, I think this is too big on the shoulder. Or, you know, literally as simple things as that. But you do need to take time uh, to uh, evolve things and fit them. So you get a lot of uh, feedback uh, from, because they, you know, they spent years in front of the camera and w- looking at themselves and they know what suits them. So there's certain parameters that you don't want to do to, like, you know not flatter them as it were but generally you know generally pretty much they're they're on board with everything
2: Interesting.
3: Cool. and you know this cast a number of them have been in you know a number of marvels as you know so it's like they know what to expect and they know what the deal is you know they're on wires they're yeah. fighting and yeah. uh, all of those things
2: <laughs> um we need to talk about the Illuminati too, because there are some people who yeah. have been in Marvels that were sitting up there as well. Uh, how many of those costumes were real, like for Captain Carter or uh, for Captain Marvel variant and all those other people?
3: Interesting question because of this <laughs> stupid thing called, uh, COVID there was a travel ban and, uh, I was unable to go to the States because I live in the UK here on the South coast. And, uh, uh, basically, uh, it got to a point where they – okay, here's the thing. They had another couple of characters which were in a design stage back in the UK for Boulder the Brave, and because of just the way that the we couldn't bring a lot of these actors over because of travel ban in reverse and sort of constraints, we couldn't bring Patrick Stewart over um, um, to shoot at the same time as Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell was into MI7 and other things. Um, so this sort of dream of getting the Illuminati all in one room at the same time didn't happen in London, and it just about happened in LA over something like a six-month time span, which is an wow. extraordinary thing. I mean, it's like the Illuminati, when I got those pages, it's just like, this is like a whole movie in itself because it's, it could just expand so much. And, um, uh, yeah, luckily, uh, Mordo, Truettel, um we'd already established him wearing that costume, so he wears that fabulous costume in the uh, judgment chamber. Um, Strange was already established, and, yeah, there were a few kind of ideas and tweaks going on. Because of COVID and travel bans, vice versa, where they landed was kind of where they landed which was pretty amazing really <laughs> um Were there a but lot captain of uh, Captain? so answer your question uh captain carter yeah we fitted uh haley uh, a few times in london before she then uh went to the states on the additional photography um uh lashana lynch did so many fittings with her she's amazing and we got a really Kind of uh, different but accurate and interesting looking captain Marvel costume there completely made from scratch, molded, and uh, all the hard parts on there are kind of molded specific to the person's body but yeah Reed Richards and uh, black and uh, black bolt they were a little surprised to me at some point. there were lots of other people talked about as um, but sadly for me they're not um physical costumes.
1: Were there, was there anybody who was an almost member of the Illuminati that you got to either start cracking at or, or wished you got to actually follow
3: through on? Yeah, well, we got very far designing um, Boulder the Brave, and then we were waiting and waiting and waiting on casting. And that I took it to a prototype stage. We were kind of in that design sort of thing, getting fabrics together and ideas and waiting for an actor. And uh yeah, poor Boulder the brave. You know, he almost made Thor one and Thor two and Thor three, if I can simplify that. And then it was just like, yeah, he's gonna get an appearance. <laughs> and then the <laughs> poor guy, uh I mean uh, I have i I've, I've seen uh designs in the Marvel archive for Boulder's helmet going back to uh Kenneth Branner's Thor. So I mean it's uh he's been a long time waiting. I don't think he's gonna make an appearance anytime soon, but um yeah. <laughs>
5: Right, so you you kind of uh, were, you know talk brought up Patrick Stewart as Professor X, uh-huh. and uh, yeah. did you get to work on that? Uh, yes,
3: yeah, we made his we made his suit. Yeah, he was and, so and, and happy.
5: His... Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I was just going to say it's a lot of the design is based on you know X Men the animated series with uh with his chair and everything. And did you did you look to the show at all to the to the animated series when when creating that look?
3: Okay. That was something from Kevin's childhood, the animated series with the kind of bright yellow Dodgem car. Um, Do you call them Dodgems? Do you call them bumper cars? Kind of a fairground kind of ride looking kind of wheelchair. Um, And uh, that was something that was in the animated series. And that came up as like, yeah, we're doing this. So the prop guys built that for real. And um, we shot that in London with uh, photo doubles. And then when it came to additional, they swapped in Patrick Stewart to match the edit that they'd already done. So they they did the edit. So the work with him was then condensed, as it were, if that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, they, it was a fantastic image. And the green suit and the And the striped tie and the white shirt I mean uh, Kevin was over the moon that we were doing the green suit and that was made in London because like there's a tailor shop in and we uh, used some fine Yorkshire woolens so I'd worked with Patrick Stewart um, some years ago and then we had a little trip down memory lane and in fact his mother worked in the woolen trade in Yorkshire in in England Um, so he was really happy that he was wearing something that Came from his sort of mother's sort of heritage of working in that industry, Um, and uh, yeah, I did a Zoom fitting with him at his at his home in LA. Um, Sent some of the guys from Marvel Studios down there, and we had. I was just chatting to him while they were pinning stuff, and uh, (laughs) that was you know that was the whole thing in COVID. We did so many fittings by Zoom. I mean, even the first. Lizzie Olsen was still shooting on WandaVision and we piled up some e-crates and sent them all over, packed out her trailer out on the WandaVision lot. And then she was just, hey, what about this one? And then what about this one? <laughs> I mean, so she was just trying on. I mean, you might think that the orchard scene was, you know, a simple costume, but, you know, all these things still have to be, you know, the the jeans, the fit of the jeans, the length of the jacket, you know, the length of the coat. I mean, all those things are does it say the right thing should it be a leather leather coat should it be a canvas one should it be no should it be knitwear you know you go through all those things to find something that tells a story and does service to the character and the actor kind of responds to and can then react to and take from the costume into their performance the you know what what you kind of give them you should it say to Come me on. no more aprons i did aprons in one for days so <laughs> i don't want to be farming don't want to be farming apples wearing an apron you know so. <laughs> you your work that your work is incredible we, we do have to let you go i know you have
1: a full day of interviews my last question as you leave i i have to go to the very end of dr strange and ask if you had if you got to work on cleo and Charlize there and got to yeah. make her debut yeah. the inspiration yeah. for yeah. Clio, if you can if you can leave us with that i would love to hear anything you can share about working on clea
3: Oh, my God. Well, that was, you know, Ian Joyner and John Staub and all those amazing guys at VizDev uh, with all those illustrations. And uh, we made that whole costume in London, but never met. uh, uh, We we never met her. Um, So that was quite uh, traumatic (laughs) in itself. (laughs) And then we uh, I I I sent that out to L.A. and uh, did a couple of Zoom fittings with her and then kind of resolved a few things. with the whole amazing costume team at the Marvel warehouse. And then she, you know, two or three fittings later, that was it, she was on set. But the inspiration, oh my God, that would take another whole interview by <laughs> itself because that went, that went from someone who was sort of a gardener in the dreamscape in the multiverse to then this sort of warrior. For who's for a warrior from another dimension, you know, and she is, you know, Dormammu's kind of daughter, niece uh, from the dark dimension. So uh, uh, all of those things were it, it immensely kind of um, in, inspiring to her to her costume because you know in the comics it's the shoulders. So I found a way to resolve the shoulders without making them completely solid. If you get a really close look at them, they're actually transparent. They. Round the metal frame on the shoulders, so less a bit of light coming through, just so that they don't feel like quite so sort of blocky, you know.
2: This
1: happen? is one of the coolest interviews we've ever done. I could, <laughs> next, I could talk to you for the rest of the day. It's killing me that we have to let you go, but I can't tell you yeah. how we are for you coming on the show, Graham.
3: Like no, not at all. Um, Hearing you, you discuss in
1: such detail is, is really such an honor. Like, Thank you so much for the time. Uh, if you ever want to come back on the show, you're more than welcome. Uh, but I I, right. I know our time is up, and i got to let you move on. Thank you so much, Graham, for joining Zero today. Brandon, hope to see
3: you again. I loved it. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.
5: Wow,
4: that was, was awesome! Cool.
5: Like, that was so cool. Oh
4: there things you just don't
5: think about like like, like exactly. the flowing of a of a cape and like all this work that goes into it. It's so cool. <laughs> oh my God,
1: and Baldur the Brave was like that. Yes. actually happening. And uh-huh. I actually did. I wanted. To, I wanted to clarify if Mister Fantastic was a real suit, but it sounded like it wasn't because he it said it yeah. was CGI. Yeah. And then he said Blackwell and Mr. Fantastic were a surprise to him. That's got to be so nerve-wracking. Like He sent the suit to Charlize Theron to go shoot in LA. He never even saw it being worn. He probably just had to go to the premiere and see it on the screen. Yo, could it be me? I'd be clarified. I'd be about this show. Uh, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So we got some news. We're going to talk about Miss Marvel Episode 5. Spoilers at the end of the show. Uh, but we do have some MCU news that we're going to get into. First of all, Thor Love and Thunder reviews are in and the Rotten Tomato score is 71%. That's a positive score, but it's not like as high as most other Marvel movies are. So for comparison, the first Thor movie has a 77%. Thor The Dark World has a 66%. That's, that's a fresh movie. It's rated fresh. Hey, Jim Viscardi's out there right now. I can hear him. He just <laughs> takes his character. Thor The Dark World is a great movie. Um, I'm also not a Thor The Dark World hater Uh, I don't know if I'm a hater on most things, though. Thor Ragnarok, 93%. And just for for comparison, a movie that is basically commonly hated on, Iron Man 2, has a 72%. And that's higher than Thor Love and Thunder right now, which I disagree with. Eternals, these are the most recent uh, phase four movies. Eternals has a 47%. And Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness has a 74%. For me... Thor, Love, and Thunder is better than both of those movies. It's actually better than every movie I just named uh, by a considerable amount. But Jenna here... Jenna, I don't know where Jenna... Jenna gave a full review. <laughs> Jenna gave her uh, a rating. We're, uh, Jenna gave it a 3.5 out of 5 in the official comic oh. book review. Jenna, the floor is yours.
4: Let me just say, like, if we had the ability to do, like, quarter ratings, like, it was a whole thing at the comic book office where oh, we all said would we could do half ratings. But... It, (laughs) If like I could justifiably argue that it is a 3.75, I just could not argue that it was a four. And so I was like, as I was writing the review, as I was sleeping on the movie, 3.5 is where I like where I landed on. I still love so much about this movie. I am still so excited to see it again tomorrow night and to talk about it on our bonus episode and stuff. It is just a thing of this was my most anticipated phase four movie and even putting that aside and just looking at the execution of it, there are things that I think they could have done better. But I still, I thoroughly enjoy so much of it. I'm very excited to see it again. I'm very excited for the rest of the internet to see it because there's so much to talk about. It's just, yeah, 3.5 felt right to me.
1: I have, I'm have. i going to have so much to say on Friday. And I want to say it right now because I don't even uh-huh. think it's a spoiler, but it's like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I know. Yeah, don't yeah, say podcast. it. I haven't nothing, seen it. Nothing. Yeah. Aaron. Aaron got. Aaron got a chance to see Thor: Love
2: and Thunder. I Aaron, did. what do you think? I liked it a lot. Um, Let's go. Uh, I don't. I don't really get <laughs> the response. I don't get it. I mean, it is fun to watch all these people like rip to shred some of the VFX stuff. Uh, because I'm like, I, I, I'm like a dog at a computer. I can't do any <laughs> of that stuff. I can't tell you how to do your jobs, right? Um, but I think it's very heartfelt. I think it's very emotional. I think it's probably more emotional than a lot of people are probably going to be expecting. Um, I really, really desperately want to have us have a, a bonus episode with Carly mm-hmm. Perry, Spencer's wife, who's like the big <laughs> romance person oh, uh, uh-huh. on the internet. Because, uh, yeah, like I'm about to yeah. you, let me bug Spencer. <laughs> I'm going to go get him out of vacation, be like, I need your wife.
4: I will say So many times watching it I was like I cannot wait for Jamie To see this Like on so many levels Like Uh. I I am so ready For you to have seen it And to talk about it Because I have a feeling You and I are just going to be Like duetting Just like screaming Back and forth About various things So it's like I am so excited For that part of it That
5: makes me happy I'm
1: so I can't
5: believe I haven't seen it yet One day (laughs) One more day
1: Yeah, Yeah. Tomorrow tomorrow. Friday is going to be It's going to be chaos It's going to be chaos but be, I think it's going to be good chaos. I think it's going to yes. be good chaos. Um, I, we have a question on the YouTube uh, comment section on the Phase Zero channel, by the way. Thank you to everybody who has subscribed to the Phase Zero channel. We've had the the single biggest growth over the course of a week in this past week since, the, since we first launched the channel. So we definitely appreciate all the new subscribers on the Phase Zero YouTube channel. If you're not subscribed, please do so. We're dropping interviews. We're dropping content. We're dropping live shows, all right? We wake up to talk about Marvel for you. <coughs> So thank you for that. but um, if you're listening to us in a podcast form in the car, we love you for that too. So we love all of you. All right, anyway, um, I forgot to do Oh, question. All in the Game asked, do the review scores of the Phase 4 movies so far put more or less pressure on Black Panther 2? Honestly, I don't really think it puts any pressure on Black Panther 2. More than Black Panther 2 already has an unfair amount of pressure on it in the first place. Yeah, like, absolutely. I yeah. don't think review scores are what... People are thinking about with Black Panther Wakanda forever and it's not going to like, I don't go into the movies thinking like, Oh, I hope this one has a high review score. But I mean, I'm sure Marvel and Disney are just like, well, we could, we could use a good review score, but there's still, Thor's tracking for like $300 million this weekend. I think
2: 71% ain't hurting them that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean. Like what, what what's the scores on the Venom movies? Like what does anyone know offhand <laughs> like what they are? You know
1: what? I'm gonna look that up right now because this is gonna prove your point. Those movies suck. Um, I will
4: just say like I I have spent a lot of time thinking about Rotten Tomatoes. I used to like co-host a podcast about like Rotten Tomatoes reviews of movies and it's like no so many people don't care about the score. Like so many oh. general audience members are not taking this into consideration when they are going to go see a movie. So like when I had forgotten that Doctor Strange 2 was at the score that that was at that's kind of surprising for me. So like general audiences don't care. Honestly. To me it's the, a little this crazy. Is-
5: Go ahead. Oh, oh, I was gonna say, these days I look at Letterbox because Letterbox is way harsher, and that <laughs> gives me like, a, a more of an idea. Yeah. Uh,
1: Venom 1 has a 30%, so, that, so wow. that's fair. And uh, Venom 2 has a 58%, even though I think wow. that's generous. I think Venom 2 <laughs> is just... I think Venom 1 is not good, and I think Venom 2 is really not even... It's just... I don't need to take my... Yeah. Venom 2 was tough. Uh, but Morbius has one hundred and one percent. It's the first movie on Rotten Tomatoes to ever actually. Get it. It, out of out of ten reviews, it got eleven positive reviews. Yeah. So Morbius uh, really continues its sweep. Um, I did write down a few of the bad reviews because I found so, I found this kind of interesting. We like we've all we all liked the movie. We all give it a positive review. I looked at some of the bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. The reveal said, "With every half written joke, the creative stasis settles in like a stale fart." <laughs> so that's, that's a review uh, Mad Wolf said Crushing on his ex while protecting his own skin Feels pretty superficial It's a slight premise with weak stakes Okay you're Hey, well, I uh, think people, you know, whatever Tony Stamp said Almost feels desperate in its attempts to entertain Fights, special effects, and jokes, jokes, jokes But if everything's a joke Then does any of it really matter? Interestingly enough That's how I felt about Ragnarok Not as really? extremely as this person seems to <laughs> But I felt like Asgard got destroyed and Thor lost an eye. And all I wanted was an epic moment where I felt it, where something cool happened. We got some of that. But when Hulk jumped out of the, the ship and smashed on the bridge as Bruce Banner, I was like, bro, just give me one cool moment here. I was pissed. I was like, I don't want to laugh right now. I want to hurt. I want to feel. Hurt me, Tycho. Too busy making me have fun, bro. I, but I had a blast. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe my taste has evolved. And now I'm, I'm a better person for it because I love Thor Love and Thunder and I laughed a lot in this movie. Rolling Stone, a collision of competing tones, subplots, conceptual big swings and chaos masquerading as pathos. This new addition to the Asgardian gods and monsters corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a holy mess. But like, I, I don't know, man. Hey, you're in top of your opinion, everybody. Every gonna...
5: one of these bad reviews makes me think I'm definitely going to like it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think it's interesting. I think like for me, and I'm, I'm going to talk more about this on Friday. This to me felt like the most phase one movie of phase four, like Shang-Chi yeah. was very much felt that way as well, because it was just truly based on the one character. It was based on the family. It was an origin story. This isn't an origin story, but it has a character from phase one. It has kind of like just those elements that we liked about phase one. I, I love phase one movies. So I, I don't want to give anything away. and spoil anything. obviously it's Thor. He's surrounded by characters from phase one. And it's got like kind of elements of phase four that we want, where it's this expansive cosmic crazy trip where we're visiting new worlds and we're seeing new characters and uh, the post credit scenes absolutely kick ass. So to me, that feels like the best of phase one and the best of phase four, because for me, the multiverse in phase four hasn't really been working that well. So I really, I love this movie. I love this movie. It's, it's, it's its own movie. It's not in the multiverse. It's anyway. All right. I've I've rambled on. I thought Thor was great. Um, Jenna thought it sucked. And um, No <laughs> um, No <laughs>
4: Three and a half Is
5: respectable Three that no. a half Is respectable.
4: That is a passing grade I Like I said There's so much I love about it It's just the stuff That frustrates me Frustrates me so much That it, it, it kind of Diminishes it a little bit Either okay. way I am very excited For Friday
1: I will give yeah. you that Because I will say that I, I, I love the movie But it's very easy Easy for me to imagine The things that would have Made me like it even more Which is mm-hmm. like wait where, Exactly where, where,
2: where? Yeah
1: I thought, but I really enjoy it. Um, all right, let's keep moving because we still gotta talk about Ms. Marvel. Yes.
2: Okay. Uh, so we got some images from Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, they're circulating around the internet. You can go find them for yourself. We ain't we ain't showing them. Uh, you got Namor <laughs> for the first time, uh, and Mosel Juenta's having a little bit of fun, right, on on Twitter with some mermaid man and barnacle boy. Uh <laughs> Memes, you can find those online too I'm glad that these actors can have fun And they're not quite as afraid Of being absolutely Blipped out of the sky by the ninjas Akoya uh, and Shuri Are featured in them, right? They have got both got new looks There's some Ironheart promo art But no look at Riri Like uh, a full render of her And some images of what we think Is the Mark One Ironheart armor Like all of this stuff's Like just slipping out like me and Jenna, it's it's a well-worn joke now. Yeah. I just waltz right into Jenna Anderson's DMs and go, oh boy, another weird leak from another place. Crab yep. Rangoon, things that age. I'm going to order some Chinese takeout and it's going to be like, hey, here's a Tuma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys see any of the images? Does this make you more excited for Black Panther Wakanda Forever?
4: I, first off, I have to say we need to have Nicole Drum from our our site on here to talk about Namor at some point because I was texting back and forth with her as Namor stuff started dropping and she has analyzed every single square inch of that costume to me so many times. She is a Namor super fan and I'm so happy for her. I, I like the vibe for Namor. I like the, the stuff that is leaking. I'm very curious to see when and how we get official looks at this movie because I feel like there's so much to show and oh. as we were saying, so much expectation on this movie that I'm very curious to see like what the official stuff actually looks like.
1: I mean, two weeks from now, right?
4: Exactly. I don't want to say that, but that feels like an obvious answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's no... I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm willing to bet the house. I, I hope it's released online, but there's yeah. no way they don't show a look at this movie in Hall H at Comic-Con. And Absolutely. I can't imagine... I imagine they're going to show a lot of things in Hall H at Comic-Con. That said, if they're going to release one online, it's going to be this one. Because it's that's the window. Look at where look at the trailer dates for the previous films. They've been about four months or before the movie comes out. Instead of a whole year, we used to get a trailer in like you know May for next May's movie, and now we get the trailer for May's movie in January February. The Spider Man No Way Home released its trailer after the movie came out, so we might be getting. <laughs> by, I can't believe we're going to get Black Panther Wakanda Forever at comic-con and that's going to be the one they release online maybe not same exact day I, I think probably same day this is not inside information this is just looking at trends like we're getting to look at this movie two weeks from saturday there's no way we're not yeah that's that's my if i let you down on that and i got your hopes up and we don't <laughs> so, but i believe that I, these images i'm sure i saw them all and I, I like saw them and looked at them really quickly i'm like you know what i just want to see it i just want to see the trailer yeah but you're not going
5: to not look you know, I'm going to look. That's true. <laughs> More news. Uh, Taryn Edgerton, who plays my boy uh, Eggsy in the Kingsman movies, uh, has met with Marvel Studios. The internet is going crazy about this bit of news. Uh, he told our own Chris Gillian that he'd love to play Wolverine. And, you know, we want a short king in there. So uh, what do you guys think about this potential casting? <laughs>
4: <laughs> i i'm just glad we've acknowledged the short king of it all it would be so funny if this is for a completely different role like like chris my boyfriend has joked to nfl super pro which is like one of the weirdest marvel characters who's ever existed <laughs> he's just an nfl super <laughs> like if it were anything else that wasn't wolverine that would almost be funnier but if he does end up being like on the shortlist for wolverine i like it because he that's one of the few fan casts that i feel like actually hits the nail on the head so
2: did you did you all people engender just did Yo, the short list? Oh, Ooh, I heard it. Uh,
4: <laughs> not even intentional. Not even
2: intentional. <laughs> <laughs> I need BD to talk to uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Edgerton at the same time. I need them yes. both to be like, yes, we know. We know we're short. Okay. But I'd still like to do <laughs> it if you have me.
1: <laughs> well, Chris talked to Taryn Edgerton for, uh, uh, I forget what movie it was for. Um, I I told him he he we, Chris and I usually talk before our junkies and we'll be like you got any questions about any suggestions I said ask Taryn if if it comes down to a fight between him and Daniel Radcliffe to play Wolverine <laughs> who wins the fight dude <laughs> that's just two short kings duking it out yeah <laughs> honestly no, I'm sorry Mr Potter I I think t- Taryn is sh- jacked Taron is like v- Taron is like I mean so I think he might have that one unless unless Daniel pulls a wand out and pulls out some some, some <laughs> crazy magic there. I don't know if he still has it, but I love, uh,
5: the, I love the idea of Daniel just because it's like like galaxy brain and like yes. he's so cute when he talks about it but Taron is the better choice I think but I hate to say it but uh but I mean be- hey
1: I think the I love I, I love Taron I'm just gonna play devil's advocate because we're on a show and <laughs> conversation so,
5: uh,
1: I love Taron as Wolver- as Wolverine as an idea but I do I gotta say I do think Danny Radcliffe could do it I think Danny oh, Radcliffe- yeah. Like, he's played villains. Like, if you did you see The Lost City? Like, he was a good, maniacal little villain. Like, he could tone that down a little bit, get a little grittier and, like, grow a beard, uh, if he can grow a beard, and then play Wolverine. I don't know.
5: I, I, think, I think he could both. do it, for sure.
1: I also want to say, I think Taryn Edgerton will be a good Superman. I'm just, huh. I, I want Henry Cavill back as Superman. That's my number one priority. But if, if Warner Brothers won't do it, for whatever bad reason they're going to have to not have Henry Cavill play Superman in every movie every year... Uh, I think Taron Egerton will be a pretty good Superman. I'm just hmm. saying. I'm
4: just saying.
5: Uh, anyway. yeah, clearly you were joking. I'm like,
0: ah,
4: I could talk about Superman for another hour. So... <laughs>
0: Instead, you I, would,
4: <laughs> um, I wow. would be
1: Superman? Wow, Jamie's face! <laughs> Am I going to get I mean, torn up with this one? Should, should I have not said that live?
4: At this point, everyone has a Superman fan cast. I feel like every actor in Hollywood who is within the age range, has someone has fan cast them as Superman. So it's not the wildest thing I've ever heard. I could see it, but yeah. You're I don't know. Being,
1: I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate
4: it. Um, and then I'll go into the news story that I, I was given by process of elimination. Um, <laughs> Ant Man has broken his silence on the theory about whether or not he could jump into Thanos's butt. Um, this <laughs> is in the this is in the cruise cruise ship show that I'm totally blanking the name the official name of, but it is part Disney of the Disney Wish, present. right? Yes, um, so it is on the Disney Wish. It's the new like Marvel centric show, which is so crazy. Seeing clips from of like here's Carol Danvers and Sam Wilson talking for the first time, and it's on a cruise ship show. It has the big crab ringoon energy of like. Of course, this is the first time we're seeing these characters interact. Yeah. But yeah, so so Scott Lang makes a joke about the fact that he he like there are rumors about him having this happen at Thanos, and then a hope cuts him off and then continues the conversation from there. So, what do we think? He he finally addressed it after the voice has already parodied it and after the internet has made so many memes. Now Scott Lang has said it himself. What do y'all think? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Basically, yeah. It's like, this is the level of like, it's kind of cringe. It's kind of funny. Like, I don't know if you guys saw a clip of Jane Foster Thor from the Avengers game that was going around this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's like, yeah, somebody was in touch enough to acknowledge this, this, this kind of meme from the internet. Aaron, did you not see
2: that? No. What was going on? (laughs) I I missed it. I was off the, I was off the grid, man. My bad. (laughs) What happened? It's going around on Twitter. It's on the site.
1: Uh, J- Jane as Thor uh, Talks to Steve Captain America in the Avengers game And Cap says something like You know I'm beginning to think everybody here is afraid Of you uh, and she's like why is that And he's like because I heard something About uh, you're stepping on People or they, they <laughs> want you to step On them and Jane was like Cap That doesn't mean what you think it does <laughs>
3: uh. <laughs> yeah. i'm seeing it right now this is an actual
5: game it's like this is a real thing this is is the actual video video game (laughs) first of all we all know we don't want her to step on us we want her to choke us but that's not the point
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god Um, but anyway yes uh the Ant Man thing. Yes. <laughs> written by Michael Waldron of Logie and Doctor Strange 2 fame. <laughs> um, respectfully choke and step, does Ryan reflect? Two steps. <laughs> apparently, everybody's trying to get stepped on, and I respect it. No. Uh, yeah, the cruise. Uh, Jim just yeah. went on that cruise, by the way. I know. Yeah, uh, excuse me. This man living the life. Yep. Living the life uh, I anyway. will point out
4: Ryan reflects in the chat is like I love that the fantasy theory is being talked about while the guests are having a meal. It's like of course the one place we would address this is when <laughs> people are actually supposed to be eating while they're watching this. It's like this is just wild.
2: Scott Lang, y'all. Yeah, Wait, no, no tax. Richard, can the
1: how far can the camera zoom in in the studio? <laughs> we're speaking about James Foster Thor. I wanna I wanna show off for a second. Can that is that possible to be to be oh, seen? this is, this is for really. tomorrow. But, it looks hey, like I got, a. I did classic, the thing. The
5: thing. <laughs> uh.
1: Can you guys see that? I can't.
5: Yeah. Look oh, oh, how oh,
0: good. Oh, best,
4: awesome. I Got it. Oh
1: my oh. god. Proudest moment of my life, probably.
4: That's awesome. How can
1: anybody forget she was in a Star Wars
5: movie? Oh my god, I, 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 I cringe so I hard when I read that. <laughs> I how, dare you, Tyka? how dare you, Taika? How dare you? Anyway,
1: um, all right. We're going to take a quick one-minute break. When we come back, it's going to be spoilers for Miss Marvel. So uh, if you haven't watched that yet, go watch it. Pause our show. Come back. And uh, we have a lot to discuss. So we'll see you in a minute. Welcome back to Phase Zero. I'm reading the comment section right now, and it is hilarious. First 20 minutes, insightful interview. <laughs> next 20 minutes, chaos getting stepped on and famous. <laughs> 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 yeah, This famous. Unexpectedly chaotic, and I love it. These are my favorite kind of shows. Yes. Uh, wow, what a show so far. We got to we gotta talk about Miss Marvel Episode 5. We got the finale next week. I'm hoping we have a special guest for us. Uh, I also want to thank Neebs again for joining us last week. Uh, but this week uh, was was. Uh, well, anyway, yes, <laughs> episode five of Miss Marvel just dropped. If you haven't watched yet, we are about to talk spoilers. Aaron, you're the top of the screen. What did you think of Miss Marvel episode five? Um,
2: I enjoyed it. I I gotta confess, I am really loving seeing all of my South Asian brothers and sisters really flourish uh, with this with this content because I I don't know that much about partition or anything. I can only imagine what it must be like to see it represented on screen for, uh, you know, a large audience like this. Um, I don't mind some of the stuff. I did love that we got sort of like the nods, the back to future stuff beforehand. So we knew like that this was sort of coming like that we would be heading back and like she would sort of recursively like going on itself. So while everybody was freaking out about, it doesn't make any sense because time travel makes branch timelines because phase four has made us all wild conspiracy board people across the board. It was nice that it sort of all tied back up into a bow. Um, all of the, I mean, like it, it really like, how many cool or interesting or relatable family members are they going to give Kamala Khan? Like, really? <laughs> Even her great great grandparents are like, yeah, they're awesome. I would watch this. I would watch them go through their stuff. So I'm loving it. I am wondering how the finale is going to go because we did do a lot of stuff this episode. We, I we... probably the show ended in this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but,
2: <laughs> that's just the end. <laughs> It just explodes. The Circle good. K explodes. Come on, Kyle, will return. <laughs> 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 Oof. <laughs> Jenna, what'd you think? <laughs> I,
4: I, loved, I loved so much of this episode. I think we spent just enough time in the flashbacks. I, I was very curious to see how much of the episode would involve that and how much of it would involve the present day. But I think they struck a really nice balance. I think watching her great-grandparents fall in love was very adorable and well done. And I want more romance from my Marvel content because that was just so excellently done. Um, this is just such an interesting thing because I stand by what I said last week. Of. I wish these shows were eight episodes long because I feel like we have so much to unpack and so much to cover now with one episode left. And I, it is this thing of like not in the way that we had with like Moon Knight and Kate Bishop. It's like, we know we're seeing Kamala again. We know when we are seeing that. And so it's like a little bit easier to stomach the fact that there's so much left to explore on the show. But I'm at the point where I'm like, I need more episodes. I need a season two confirmed because what you're putting down is so great. It's just like how, how much you still have to cover in one episode is pretty wild.
1: Jamie, what do you think?
5: Excuse me. I... Deeply loved this episode. I liked it more than the last two. Um, and I knew when it ended, there was going to be some controversy about this one. Uh, but I, first of all, I think it, it feels more like television than maybe anything Marvel and Disney Plus have done. It's, it's taking its time. And I know we only have one episode left, but I, I trust that it's going to come together. And I, I just loved that, that they're really taking care to introduce this culture and this family. And the fact that like most of this, Phase has been about self-discovery and inner self, and this show is so much more about like family discovery. And I, I just think it's so beautiful. I was really moved by this episode, uh, and I loved when she had her Prisoner of Azkaban moment when she realized that it, she was the one that saved her grandmother. And it was, I, it was, in in you when she's walking through that crowd and she's trying not to cry. I mean, I it was just so moving and well made, and and it and it's and we've learned so much about this thing that I mean, most of us don't know because it's not you know we didn't learn about this in school I certainly didn't and uh, and you feel it it's you feel this kind of claustrophobic weight of what these people had had to deal with and it's real and then the added you know bonus of just there's some magic in there which is what Marvel's all about and I think that's it's just I think it's all coming together beautifully I just love her mother so much I love the character and I've been waiting for her mom to find out uh, be, because I, I've just and I've been curious is it going to be like a like a buffy thing where it's really like a fight in the way i just i just loved i love her her mother is my favorite part of the show and uh and i'm i'm just so i'm just so moved by the whole thing and i can't wait to see what's gonna happen next episode because it's like I, and i don't care that like we don't have some crazy villain or anything i trust that it's all gonna be
2: wrapped up nicely a, a little bit of inside baseball, Jamie's least favorite thing in anything is when the characters don't talk to each other about stuff, when they don't like reveal <laughs> stuff that can be easily revealed. So Jamie yeah. just sitting there like with like, maybe today will be the week. Maybe this will <laughs> yeah. be the week. Then she finally tells her mom and resolves this very easily resolved conflict.
5: I get so stressed because we're at <laughs> the audience. We know they're going to find out because it's a television <laughs> show. And I just have to sit with the lies. I hate the lies. <laughs>
1: i i I'm not as high on this episode as everybody else is there's a lot I liked about it seeing the partition like the, the 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 cultural stuff we're getting to learn about throughout the entire show has been my maybe my favorite thing maybe my second favorite thing because I also love the family dynamic like I'm with Jamie her mother is is probably my favorite character maybe besides Kamala but that um is really the stuff that's working the best for me the superheroing is not really working for me. in in the ways that I want it to. And I think that the villains aren't working for me at all. Like, I just don't like the clandestine stuff today, like just seemingly resolved already in this kind of weird way. That's like, is it done? Kamran suddenly has powers. Like what just happened? Are you even going to explain that? Is that the explanation? Uh, I was just kind of like, well, all right. Uh, I guess the the Nord dimension is closed uh, for now. It's not closed for now. I don't really know. Uh, but I don't know the, the villain stuff just they, they don't really like they just don't really seem like that sensible of villains They like they waited all those years and then all of a sudden they couldn't wait one more day to come out for kamala to help them And then they kind of make some weird decisions along the way So the clandestine is just stuff that that to me is the weakest part of the show is the the way that the villains are written um but Other than that, I mean, the family stuff, the partition stuff, like there's really rich stuff that there's really rich story and and real world history. They're showing us like, like Jamie, I I thought the same thing. I was like, man, I don't know that I ever would have learned about the partition. And now I'm learning about it from a Marvel series. Like that to me is really cool. Um, It's also kind of embarrassing to admit. So uh, yeah, there's a lot I do enjoy, but this episode kind of felt like, okay, I really like, I think that it's just a Disney plus problem where it's like, they like to save these reveals and send you to a whole different world quite literally sometimes uh, in these shows right before the show's over. And it's like, well, I don't know. Maybe there's a, maybe it's just the, the structure of their storytelling. Maybe it's just something like that. That's like, it worked for me in Moon Knight, but then the Moon Knight finale felt underwhelming because it peaked in episode five. And then oh, we, in WandaVision, it felt like, it, I guess it came in episode four when we got outside of Westview, Loki decided to go off the rails in episode six. I ended up loving Loki uh, but i don't know it's it's it seems like these they they just don't have it down yet perfectly with the disney plus shows to have the structure of the reveals of the story and everything in a way that paces it well because today's episode was short it's the second to last episode and now we kind of fully understand the family history which is great i, I don't I, i'm not saying i have a better way to have told it that's why but but i don't know that it worked in the way that they did for me at least i'm glad it worked for everybody else i don't I don't know. I still think the show's really fantastic. This episode for me, I'm certainly lower on it than the rest of you. Um, what do you guys? I mean, am I the only one? Am I alone here and thinking the villains are kind of a weak point?
5: I, I kind of no, like I that. Agree. Yeah, I mean, it feels like though the the we're done. Uh, it, like w- what's <laughs> like in, in terms of like the villain and I. But I'm but I'm interested now that Cameron has powers. I feel like something. I'm still convinced that we're going to get villain Bruno out of out here, which I know is not going to happen. But um, who
1: knows? He could be paralyzed from that explosion. Kid got paralyzed in the comics.
5: Yeah, Mm. Uh, I, I, I don't. I agree. You know, I think. I like the idea of a villain who you're introduced and you think they're going to help kind of like Mysterio. And then all of a sudden they instantly turn. And uh, but I I don't really mind that it's not some big grand villain in this case. But I I don't I don't disagree. It's not that that it's like the strongest, but it doesn't bother me. Okay, all right.
1: It bothers (laughs) me.
4: I will say though, I did, I did like like when they sacrificed themselves like to the the veil, and then they kind of like crystallized and then faded away. It looks an awful lot like how, um, yes, like how Agents of Shield showed Inhumans like going through Terra Genesis. So I'm kind of like I am. I will not be surprised if in the finale, this feels like Charlie Brown kicking the football of like the people who care about Inhumans. Every week they're like, is this the week we get Inhumans? Is this the week? It's like I would not be surprised if there's some more concrete. Sort of establishing of it Because that visually looked so similar And that did not feel unintentional to me
1: It kind of feels to me uh, so I'm going back to the Structuring mm-hmm. um, Like it feels like Hawkeye Where I thought Hawkeye was really good Overall but the same problem Happened where you had kind of like the tracksuit Mafia and maybe like a villain who you thought You understood and then all of a sudden boom Kingpin It's like okay so we had the Clandestine and the Nord dimension and now all of a sudden In the finale are we about to just get like, boom, Damage Control is yeah. a villain here. They're coming after Kamala. And maybe the show ends with Kamala on the run and Captain Marvel comes and scoops her up and says, we're leaving the planet. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'd love to see a Carol Danvers cameo in the finale. If it's another 30-minute episode like today's before credits, like, well, how do you fit that in? So the structure really throws me off. But overall, Miss Marvel, I, Jamie said this, I think, it feels very much like the most kind of TV they've done that is really cool. There's a lot to like here. This episode in particular just kind of felt like uh, I was, I was not thrilled because the villains turned out to be so defeatable, I guess. Uh, and anyway, um, I do want to play. I, I think it's really cool that the costume is coming together. Like if you go back like that conversation with, with Bruno and Kamala, where he's dressed like Marty McFly. Not only did it tease time travel, it teased her costume really thoroughly because they were talking about the cosplay contest, and he said they want you to put yourself on the costume, right? He said, they want to put put a piece of yourself in the Captain Marvel costume, and he suggested, "What about something Pakistani?" And so she's like, "Well, I don't know what to put on there." And she went and got the bracelet. Now her whole costume is going to be influenced by where she comes from. It's going to be it's the the logo we saw. The necklace was broken. I love that Neve's theory is coming true. The K, which is the on the right side of it when you're reading in Arabic, you read from right to left. That's going to end up being her symbol. She got the red scarf from Red Dagger. That's going to be on her costume. I think that's really cool storytelling. That's a really cool origin story for the costume.
2: Would have liked her that. to get it this episode instead of in yes. the last episode. But I mean, oh, you know. You mean they're doing something we saw in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh look. Just in case.
1: The structuring. Like it's it's uh-huh. the structuring. It's, I will but, say,
4: like going off of that I am so curious to see, just so many reasons for myself, but just in general, I'm so curious to see how She-Hulk is going to be received when it is inherently a nine episode show, and even if it does have some sort of episode four twist, we still get the bulk of the show after it, and it's like we had WandaVision start out as a nine episode, eight episode, half hour show and then we've gotten all of these six hour miniseries that have these pacing problems, so I'm very curious to see like, as we get more and more shows down the line if those pacing problems continue, or if it is just a thing with the six episode shows like it'll be really interesting to see
5: i don't my every time a marvel show ends i binge it in one sitting uh to get the new perspective of what it's like to watch in in one and for the most part i think when watched all together i don't think it has a pacing problem i think that uh it's just that six episodes if broken up is just something not something we're used to and when when watched all together i think are quite they flow quite nicely. Not every time there are exceptions, but I, I don't know. I, I recommend trying that journey each time when the show ends, <laughs> walk, take a day and watch it all at once. Maybe I just have a lot of time on my hands. I don't know, <laughs>
1: <guess>. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I haven't, I haven't binged any of the shows in their entirety at all. I've, I've watched them week to week and then I'll go back and I'll rewatch episodes during the week before the next one. Um, but I haven't gone back with the exception being WandaVision, I think, and like binged anything. Uh, after it was finished releasing uh, But like Moon Knight, we watched the first four episodes All together, and I ended up feeling like Oh, this is great, it plays like a movie But it was like, I got to watch four episodes in a row So maybe yeah. then I didn't feel the structuring thing uh, To your point, so uh, I, I, Brandon Moore in the comment section Something I wanted to actually ask he, I definitely think we're getting Bruno in Wakanda Forever now, says Indigo15 um, On Twitch So uh, am I? What am I missing? <coughs>
4: so if, okay hurt. so yeah, yeah in the comics ahead. he gets hurt and kind of similar to his like in the in the first couple episodes when they teased like you have a scholarship to i think it was like caltech or something in the comics is to like a school in wakanda and so then he like leaves jersey city and goes to school in wakanda and also gets like a like kind of cyborgy arm sort of thing to deal with his like injury I know aaron can speak to this a little bit more but yeah like that there is this weird tie between him and wakanda that it seems like they are kind of slowly building towards
2: who needs Caltech? Well, you can literally go to Wakanda to go to school there instead. But also, I just—it would be very, very funny if the MCU's Wakanda is this home, this like rehab home for wayward white boys. I don't understand why. <laughs> you <keep doing> this. <laughs> it's very funny that, and also the arm—I forgot all about that, It's like even more underlined. Like it's yeah. it, whenever you get to a point. Because, you know, these things always build to whenever, like, the, all the characters to intersect. Him and Bucky talking to each other, Wak- <laughs> uh, like, Wakanda is going to throw everyone's for a loop. Like, what?
4: How's <laughs> the Spider-Man name.
2: Just yeah, like, what, what's going on with that? Like, I mean, for real, a big, big, big uh, Caucasian person on HBCU vibes out of that, if it happens, which it could. It very well could. Everett don't Rothschild. forget they
5: saved martin freeman too oh they yeah. did that's yeah. right he's still out there that's with his true. like
2: hilarious robe that does not look like <laughs> it is his somewhere out there with a copy too right
1: oh, God. <laughs> oh man so well martin. hopefully in two weeks we have a picture of wakanda forever maybe that's why they had to make sure they squeeze in all of miss marvel before comic-con maybe 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 the almost spider-man is going to be in that in that trailer um but yeah, so, all right, that's, that's all I've got to talk about today. Uh, <laughs> anybody, anybody else, uh, got anything from Ms. Marvel or otherwise that you'd like to, to share on phase zero season two, episode 26 speak now forever. Hold your peace. Jenna, what you got?
4: Uh, go read the comics. There's a lot of good comics out there. I didn't get to really plug it last week, but I knew Jessica Jones miniseries the Variants, is one of the best Marvel things I've read recently. Definitely go read that and just go read comics. There's a lot of good ones out there.
1: What are you reading right now?
4: Oh God. Uh, Mostly stuff to review and then just like little odds. And there's nothing that is actually worth like shouting out. But yeah, the variance is definitely one of the ones where it's like, yes. And I've I've been rereading a lot of She Hulk. So go read She Hulk. You're you're gonna need it before August. Uh
1: Jamie.
5: Oh, boy. uh, Check out my other podcast, Hollywood Already Did It, where we're pairing episodes of Ms. Marvel uh, with teen movies, which is like my favorite. And last week, episode four, we did 1999. They made about 30 teen movies in the year 1999. It is my favorite topic that year. Uh, We talk a lot about American Pie, Cruel Intentions, 10 Things I Hate About You. Uh, So check it out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Aaron, what you got? Um, Just... uh... Check out the site. I'm sure we're going to get a Namora explainer at some point from one Nicole Nicole Drumpsy yes. is going to write that. You can I'd put all my money on that, BD. <laughs> You're all in on we're gonna get that Wakanda trailer in two weeks. I'm all in Nicole is <laughs> going to be there for all yeah. your Namora-based needs. Um, so yeah, keep a lookout for that. And thank you guys for watching BD interview uh, Christian Bale. Yeah, Yo, you guys, <laughs> man.
1: Seriously. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Thank you for that. Everybody. Um, the comic, the, the phase zero channel, I'm really proud of, uh, what we're what, what we've been able to do in the past like week or so. I really want to keep the momentum growing. Uh, we have more fun content. We're going to have a Thor love and thunder breakdown review, uh, video for Easter eggs. We're going to have a Thor love and thunder podcast episode, which we'll have the video for on Friday. Um, if I have time today, we'll have a Miss Marvel episode five Easter egg video. Genuinely don't know if me and the <laughs> editing team have time to get that done today, but we're working on it. Uh, lots of fun stuff lots of fun interviews she hooks right around the corner san diego comic con's right around the corner i think you know we're, we might dabble with some vlogging uh at comic con who knows hall h is coming up maybe we'll put together a video as soon as that's done because i'm really i'm really hoping to grow this channel and keep getting us more and more guests and it's, i know it sounds so stupid but more views means more guests that's just the way it works i think that that is just kind of common sense so uh really proud of that really proud of hopefully we're able i also want to get fans interacting with uh, the talent again in one way or another Got to figure out a way to do that So a lot of fun stuff coming to the Phase Zero channel Thank you so much for the support on the channel everybody Make sure you subscribe um, And thank you Aaron, Jamie, Jenna for today Another great show, Richard Peter in the control room Wonderful work and huge thanks to our guest Graham Churchyard, costume designer on Doctor Strange The Multiverse of Madness for dropping Little Scoopy bombs on us, we got some interesting <laughs> Info there uh, So I'm going to go write articles about those as well So, Alright guys, I'm rambling That's season 2 episode 26 of Phase Zero We'll see you on Friday.